0: Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics present Big Talk on Little Rock, a deeper look inside Little Rock Trojan Athletics. Now, here is your host of Big Talk on Little Rock, the voice of Little Rock women's basketball, Trey Schaap. Welcome back to another edition of Big Talk on Little Rock. It is now available for listening on your iPhone, iPad, Android, tablet, PC, Amazon Echo device, Roku, or in your car through the Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn and Spotify Apps. I am Trey Shep. We're joined today by Chris Bankston. Bankston is a junior from right here in Little Rock, played at J A Fair,
1: a Redshirt Junior,
0: six foot eight, two hundred and twenty pounds. Chris, thanks for joining us. How are things going?
1: Things are fine. I'm pretty good. How about yourself?
0: I can't complain. Can't complain. Explain to me from a student athlete's perspective what this whole COVID mess has been like.
1: Well, for starters, we don't know when we're going to play. So, we've been practicing and practicing and practicing for we don't know when we're going to play. So, that, that's been a struggle. But – Honestly, it doesn't feel too different because we still, you know, do our classes and our classwork. So we're, we're going to be going through the same issues as like regular students, except for we just don't know when we're playing. Your back injury that you've been trying to get over, how
0: difficult has it been at times for you to have to, to sit on the bench and not be able to participate in a practice or in a game? and just have to sit and watch
1: because the fact that your back is not allowing you to be be able to participate? Well, at first it was very difficult. It was hard to, you know, understand that I won't be playing and I have to sit out and watch. But as time went on, I talked to Coach a lot, and we went over film and watched film. And the things that he want us to do and want us to, you know, want us to see – It's hard to see on the court, but if you're watching, you get a better understanding. So, I feel like it helped me out a lot because now I I understand the game a little bit better just by sitting down and watching and watch how the game goes and watch how the players move and stuff.
0: When you watched last
1: year, what stood out to you? What was special about last year's team? We played defense. A, A lot of teams don't play defense. But we we take pride in our defense. So that stood out a whole lot to me. Because if you can lock in on defense, then you can have a really good team. No matter, like, their offensive abilities. I mean, you need those. But, like, if you can stop the other team from scoring, that's always a plus. Coach Walker,
0: what does he bring to Little Rock? Obviously, you were here with Coach Flanagan. But in in that change, that, that – that, Change in coaching staffs and philosophies, I would assume. What does Coach Walker bring to the Little Rock Trojans?
1: Well, to me personally, I feel like Coach Walker is a well-known guy around here because a lot of people know him, a lot of people like him, and they come out to support us because of him, and they know what he can do and they know what he's capable of. So, I I really feel like Coach Walker helps us with our fans, bring out more fans.
0: What was it like last year uh, before the season, that exhibition game, if you will, in Fayetteville, Bud Walton Arena? I mean, you're from Little Rock, Arkansas. You know about the Razorbacks and everything. But being a Little Rock Trojan, what what was that like? What was that atmosphere like?
1: It was great. I loved it. I loved every minute of it because – Arkansas, growing up, I used to watch them play. I used to go to their games and watch them play. And I also went to Little Rocks games, the Trojans. So whenever I became a part of the Trojans, my first thing was I wanted to play against Arkansas. I wanted to see, like, I wanted to be firsthand against them. And finally got that opportunity in the exhibition game, and I I loved it. So it it was real fun for me.
0: Obviously, not knowing what this season holds, but maybe next year, having the Razorbacks on the schedule and not being an exhibition game, but being a real game that counts, that matters. How would how would that feel?
1: Oh, that that'd be even better because that'll just it it'll, it'll what what's the word I'm thinking of? It'll make the magnify think. the. The exposure,
0: if you will, maybe?
1: Yeah, it'll just – it'll it'll make the game feel a lot better. Like if we win or lose, it'll just feel like, wow, like we really came a long way. And for us to actually play Arkansas, be like the first team to actually play them here, that'll just be great. I, I'll love that. You spoke a little earlier about it's it's
0: difficult right now because you guys don't know when you're going to get to play. Obviously, there's a non-conference schedule that's out there that that well, it's not really out there yet. You guys know about it, the coaches know about it, but we don't know what's going to happen with protocols and mandates and everything and and how college athletics is going to look in the in the future yet. Is it difficult to go through practices here during the summer months in this off season with the
1: fact that you don't know what's ahead in the future well no is it's not difficult for me because I've been out been out for a while so I'm using this practice and all of this working out and stuff to get back in shape to get right so it's it's kind of helpful to me but then again I would like to know when we play so like we wouldn't be doing all of this stuff just to be doing it but it's not bad because I'm still staying in shape we've uh we've had JB on the podcast before
0: uh big talk on Little Rock what what does he do for Little Rock basketball
1: well little do you know JB is one of our biggest factors like he makes sure that we take care of our bodies right. He makes sure that we, we work out right, we eat right, we sleep right, He keeps us in shape. J.B. he does a whole lot for us uh, for, for us on the basketball team and all the other sports around here. So he, he plays a big role in our, in our success. What was it like with Ray
0: Tucker and getting to see him on the court and everything? And now you see him playing in the bubble down in Orlando? With the Utah Jazz,
1: I'm I'm proud of him because that that was my roommate, and he would always talk about how he would work hard because he want to go to the NBA and he's going to keep working no matter what he got to do. He want to take care of him, his family, and I was there supporting him. Like we would go out and we would play pickup and we would go and work out at eleven o'clock at night because like we have nothing else to do Mm -hmm. so like I, I would support him 100% and and now to see that he's out there living his dream I'm just proud of him obviously
0: last year with your back injury was difficult but the year before you were known as one of the nation's top dunkers what what was it about dunking that did it give you a high did you get a little extra adrenaline when you knew that okay I'm about to go in I'm about to people they, they call it yoke on someone or i'm about to go posterize this dude i mean what was it about dunking that did it
1: give you a little extra motivation well yes and back in high school when i first started dunking the crowd loves it so and that gets me excited so i i try to dunk as much as i can and now that i'm in college and players are bigger, stronger, more athletic, dunking is an easier way to score now for me. Like, if I can go in and get a guaranteed bucket, I'll do it. So, like, trying to lay the ball up, it it can easily be blocked. It's harder to block a dunk. So, yes, the excitement and, you know, the adrenaline rush, that's all there. But I still want to get the bucket. I remember John Tucker, uh, Meet the Trojans.
0: Was dunking in the dunk competition. Mm-hmm. Who's a better
1: dunker, you or him? Oh, he is. Why? Because he's smaller than me, but he can still get up as high as me. So he just has more room to do whatever he has to do in the air, and he's just more explosive. Is, so. he, is
0: he just a freak?
1: Yeah, most definitely. What's your vertical? Last time you were tested. Last time I was tested. When you had a good back. Last time I was tested, I touched over 12.5. So I don't know what that calculates to. I didn't really do the calculations, but I touched over 12.5. That was just the highest. Of it's
0: almost picking a quarter off the top of the backboard. <laughs> almost. Yeah. I'm sure if there was a $100 bill up there, you could probably go up and snag it.
1: Yeah, if I went it bad enough.
0: <laughs> He's Chris Bankston. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with more Big Talk on Little Rock. This segment brought to you by Capital Business Machines and the UA Little Rock Alumni and Development. We'll be back with more Big Talk on Little Rock after this. Stay with us. Hear you. Now the news is good, my friend. I'm here to tell you that Big Red Stores is making the coffee lover's life just a little bit better with 69-cent coffee refills all fall and winter long. Purchase our new Big Red Stores coffee mug in high-quality stainless steel or the economy version and refill it over and over with hot, fresh community coffee for only 69 cents. And never pay full price for gas at Big Red Stores because when you use your Big Red Rewards card to make purchases inside the store, you get discounts outside at the pump. If there's not a 69-cent coffee refill selling Big Red Store in your neighborhood, you need to move.
1: At Stevens, our philosophy is to invest every dollar as if it were our own. To seize opportunity, to anticipate rather than react. To deliver constant focus in an ever-changing world. And to pursue the objectives of our clients in order to help them reach their financial goals. A proven history of helping companies and individuals. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC.
0: Welcome back to Big Talk on Little Rock. We're sitting down with Chris Bankston. I am Trey Shap. Chris Bankston, a redshirt junior forward from J.A. Fair High School right here in Little Rock. Tell me about J.A. Fair. What was it like going to school there, Chris?
1: J.A. Fair. J.A. Fair was a fun school. Yeah, it was. it was pretty fun. 'cause I had a lot of people going there that I knew from middle school, and I had some family members to go there mm-hmm. and when I first got there i was I wasn't nervous or anything I was just prepared I was prepared to go to high school I was prepared to get ready and honestly, I wanted to play baseball when I got there really yeah i um I was talking to the baseball coach. And he was actually like an assistant principal. And I told him, Yeah, I wanted to try out and I wanted to play. I wanted to play baseball. I wasn't really interested in basketball. But one of um one of the basketball coaches in ninth grade, he really wanted me to play because I was I was around five, nine. And he said that he see me getting taller and he feel like I could I should play basketball. So my first couple of years There, I was playing basketball and baseball. And up until around 10th grade, I sucked at basketball. I was not good at all. Mm -hmm. And I was ready to, you know, stop playing and just stick to baseball full time. But then then I hit a growth spurt. I went from 5'9 to 6'6 in the summer.
0: That's a pretty big growth spurt.
1: Yeah. So basketball became more of a priority to me because I was so tall and baseball was just becoming a little bit harder to play so with, like, with all the growing pains and all of that. So I started playing basketball more and working out more. And then eventually I started dunking. And after I started dunking, basketball just sped up real quick. So you grew... 10 inches over a summer,
0: basically. Basically, yeah. You, you went from 5'9 to 6'6, to six, six, almost 10 inches. So what was it like when you went into that school for the first time after that growth spurt, people that you
1: hadn't seen all summer, were they shocked? Yes. Yes. It. That was when I first started – Getting stares, like people staring at me, like "Wow, he's tall!" Like, who is this guy? And I'd be like, "It's me. I, I just grew." So, yeah, that that started all like everything. Whenever I hit that growth spurt. So, could you imagine yourself right
0: now because you're you're six foot eight? If you still played a little bit of baseball, and I understand you were a pitcher. So could you imagine what it would be like the intimidation that you would have for a batter when a 6 foot 8 Chris Bankston stands on top of the mound 63 and a half feet away to to pitch to
1: maybe a Jose Altuve who's what 5 foot 6 on a good day Well yeah I thought about that because whenever I came back in the 10th grade being 6 6 my coach insisted on me um you know working on pitching better and all of that because it I can't remember his name but there was this guy and he was I think 6-6 and he was a pitcher a pitcher and like you said it was an intimidating factor like seeing this big guy throwing the ball at you so Randy Johnson was a tall pitcher back in the day. Yeah, that probably was who he was telling me about but he was showing me clips on him and he wanted me to take techniques and all of that and and that's what I did and I mean were you righty or lefty? Righty. Okay. What what pitches could you throw? I didn't have many pitches. Fastball, curveball, changeup? I, those are my three main pitches. I, and I threw a little bit of a slider, too. Okay. But, but see, um, before, before high school, I played a lot of shortstop and center field and, like, first base. I played every position but pitcher. I could pitch, but I just didn't like it. Yeah. So whenever I got to high school, I was, I just had to be the pitcher. Yeah. Because there wasn't too many, too many good pitchers out
0: there. I would imagine that if you're, if if I'm in the tenth grade and I'm up to bat against a six foot six. Chris Bankston and I take one yard and I do a little, bat flip. The next time I'm I'm coming up to bat, I'm probably getting one in the back or the leg maybe. <laughs> Uh, no, I, w- I wasn't like
1: that. Okay. Like, if, you, if you got it, you got it. <laughs> but now that I think about it, I don't think anyone has ever hit a home run on me. Well, there you go. So, I mean – don't I have think, to worry about yeah, that. Yeah, I think I'm up in that position.
0: Let's go back to basketball and the Little Rock Trojans and the unfinished business that has been the motto, not just of you all, but basically the whole athletic department here. What does
1: unfinished business mean to you? Unfinished business means we're not done until we win it all, and that's that's been our goal ever since Coach Walker got here. He's always told us like we haven't done anything yet. We still have business to finish and stuff like that. So whenever we played the first year with Coach Walker and we won ten games, he said this is just the start. We still have a, a lot of stuff to get done. Um, to get done, we got a lot of a lot of things to do. He said, "I I wasn't expecting to come in and you know win the whole league my first year here. I, I understand we're gonna have ups and downs, and he, you know, he told us that he expressed it to us, and he just said we're just gonna keep working hard, we're gonna buy in, and we're gonna be better." You know what this team has, um,
0: and the additions that go with each new season. Now that you've seen what this team has for this year, a lot of it goes back to last year and what what coach Walker had to work with
1: how do you see this team shaping up this year well this year I just feel like we have a lot more potential just because a lot of our players from last year are returning this year and like they were bought into the process and now it'd be easier to help the new players coming in to buy in faster and understand like what we're trying to accomplish and our goals so I feel like it would be a lot easier and a lot better Sunbelt Conference favorite away game road venue inside the conference inside the conference favorite road game venue Uh, honestly I would have to say maybe Appalachian State because the elevation? Yes, I I like I like the mountains, so I I know it 3, might be. Three thousand three hundred
0: and thirty-three feet above sea level.
1: Yeah, I, I just I because just there's like a that sign that. inside inside the gym of yeah. the arena. <laughs> yeah,
0: I like I, I I can get with that. Um, I, okay, worst worst place that you you just don't like to go.
1: I mean, I don't. I don't think I have just the worst place, cause I don't mind, you know, going around and doing things. So I don't think I have a worse place. Okay, I've
0: but got mine. I'm not gonna say them because I don't want to upset anybody. I'll tell you. Okay. Later. Okay. <laughs> and I'll tell you mine's later. Okay. Good. <laughs> we're we're good there. Uh, favorite meal when you go on the road. Favorite meal that the team has, is it like after a game y'all get something like Chick-fil-A or, you know, some pizza
1: or something or Raising Cane's? I would probably say – I would have to say our pregame meal because a lot of the times we get Olive Garden. Yep. And – Olive Garden, it has, like, we have a lot of different choices whenever we get Olive Garden. So, you got lasagna, you got spaghetti, you got fettuccine. Yeah, we, we have. Y'all get all the of chicken it. and fettuccine? Yep, the chicken with Alfredo shrimp. and. No, not shrimp. We Y'all don't get we don't, the shrimp. We don't, we don't have okay. shrimp. But chicken fettuccine with mm-hmm. Alfredo sauce. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so I, I would say Olive Garden. You like the breadsticks? Yes. <laughs> the breadsticks are amazing. And then, how
0: about the, do you have the, the pink lemonade? Is that what y'all get to or do you just do straight water
1: sometimes i do water sometimes i do the the pink lemonade depending on if we have that much left because we usually don't get a lot of that yeah what uh what's it
0: like playing for little rock and seeing what what chris beard was able to do that that first year um here at, at little rock that one year that he was here when he basically just flipped it and turned it around, caught lightning in a bottle, some people say, and to
1: what you guys are building for in the future? Well, it it's great. To me, it, it's just it's great playing for Little Rock, especially being from Little Rock, like be, this being my hometown. Like it just feels so, so good to be out in the city and people recognize you and people like, yeah, I, I like the way you play and all of that. That, that just feels so good to me. We're going to talk about the future when we come back. We'll take another break. We'll come back this segment
0: brought to you by First Community Bank, where communities come first, and AC Delco and Bumper to Bumper. We're back with more with Chris Bankston after this. Stay with us.
1: Security needs to be at the top of the list when it comes to your family, home, and lifestyle. It all starts with our security system, which lets you add control of lights, door locks, thermostats, and more. In addition to dimming a light, locking a door, or adjusting the thermostat, you can combine all of these to work with the press of one button on your keypad or phone.
0: It's state-of-the-art security that fits into your lifestyle and your life. Give us a call today to learn more.
1: Triple S alarm, 501-664-4599. You're born amazing. And at Baptist Health, we wanna keep you that way. In fact, that's our mission. To not only provide the most skilled doctors and nurses to heal you from sickness or injury, and comprehensive care to support your recovery, but also to be your guide to health. Also, you can keep on inspiring, keep on reaching, and keep on amazing. See some of Baptist Health's amazing stories at keeponamazing.com.
0: Welcome back to Big Talk on Little Rock. You can find it on your iPhone, iPad, Android, tablet, PC, Amazon Echo device, Roku, or in your car through the Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify apps. Trey Schapp sitting down with Chris Bankston of your Little Rock Trojans. A red shirt junior from right here in Little Rock played at J.A. Fair High School. You were actually born in Pine Bluff,
1: Arkansas. When did you move to Little Rock? So I was born in Pine Bluff. And I moved to DeWitt, Arkansas. Okay. I stayed there for a couple of years, and then I moved down here to Little Rock around, I want to say around kindergarten, first grade, around that area. And I've been here ever since. Favorite place, favorite thing to do in Little Rock. Favorite
0: place to go and then favorite thing to do in Little Rock. Besides the Jack Stevens Center to work. Well – my
1: favorite place to go my favorite place to go with i don't know I don't go too many places i I stay at home a lot i like to I like to work on cars and stuff. I was told about that can you can let's dive a little deeper into that you like to uh in your spare time fix up old cars yeah that that's a hobby that I kind of picked up on in my freshman year of college. I um, I just, I bought a cheap car and I fixed it up. It wasn't really hard. What I, was it? It was, it was a 2004 BMW 525i. Okay. And there was, it was like minor damage to it. It was like a hood uh, and a bumper just needed to be replaced. And I replaced those and I drove it for a while and then I ended up selling it I bought another car and a lot of cars that I buy they need something they need a need work like an alternator or like need some sensors a battery or something it just needs something and I I tend to find very good deals on cars so I'll buy the car fix what it needs and then I'll just sell it so like that's how I make some money like in in my spare time it's so a hobby of mine
0: what uh what's the most i guess far reaching car that that you have done i mean something that um needed the most work or and how long did it take
1: can you get it done in what a couple of weeks yeah it just depends on what it is like i had a i had a 2006 dodge avenger and it needed an alternator well it didn't need an alternator i thought it needed an alternator but it actually needed a belt there was no belt on the car that's why it didn't stay running so the thing with the motor it was turned sideways so it was kind of hard to get to it Mm -hmm. so after i put the belt on i had to do the brakes and this is my first time working with drum brakes so i had you know struggle with that it took me about about two and a half weeks to um, get that car up and running. But after I got that car running, I, I sold it. And Have you thought
0: about YouTube channel or Chris Bankston, Car Fixer Upper
1: extraordinaire YouTube channel? I actually have thought about it. But I. then again, I just think, like, who honestly wants to see me? Just there are people cars? that
0: watch YouTube all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. But I, I just didn't. You know, I didn't have faith in it. I don't have faith in Oh, that. come on. I feel like since I don't have a following already, YouTube would just be hard to get a following. But you grow your following. Yeah, you're right about that. But I'm not a patient guy. I don't I don't wanna be doing something for years until I see results. Yeah. I like to see I- results instantly.
0: I can understand that, but sometimes you have to yeah, you have to put the work
1: you, in before you can see the
0: results. You're right. You're 100% uh, I'm right. sure JB tells you that mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, favorite class here at Little Rock that you've taken? Favorite class that I've taken?
1: <laughs> you're undecided <laughs> in your major, right? Or have you uh, decided? I think my major is um, criminal justice. Okay. So is there some criminal justice class that you've taken that – a lot of my criminal justice classes have been online. Right. So uh, actually a lot of my classes have been online. I've had a few classes in class. So my favorite class would have to be American Sign Language. Really? Yes. That class so, was very interesting. Can you do a little sign language? A little bit. I haven't done it in a while, but, yeah, I, I still know a little things in sign language. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little, uh,
0: a little assignment. We've, I've never done this. Uh, here on the uh, Big Talk on Little Rock podcast. But watch one of the governor's press conferences when you get a chance because of all this COVID stuff going on. Right next to him is a gentleman that does sign language, signing for the hearing impaired. And just just with you, I mean, you have a little bit of knowledge of it. I would say just turn off the sound and then see if you can
1: figure out what the governor is saying. And, and see, um, in my class in American Sign Language, our teacher, he did that for us, like – he, cause I didn't understand what well, he did it for a sports, a sports show. Okay. Like sports center or something. They had someone signing and he turned off the sound and he asked us, what do we think he's saying? And then he turned the sound on and we just seen how close we were. Were you close? I was, I wasn't too far off. It was some names and stuff that he said that was kind of hard to get, but yeah. yeah. So you can do the alphabet. Yes. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. That, that's a, I mean, that's a different language that yeah. some people just don't realize is out there, I don't think.
1: Right. And, and learning a language is not as hard as people makes it seems. It's just you just got to stay on top of it. You just got Like once you start doing it, you got to keep doing it. Because if you stop doing it, you'll forget. Well, Chris, this has been, uh, this has been a treat. Thank you
0: for coming and, and sitting down. And best of luck this year. Hopefully there is a season. Um, I I know a lot of people want to see you guys back out on the court uh, soon and hopefully with people wearing their mask and and doing everything that uh, the protocols that, that everybody's asked them to do, that this will pass over and we'll have a good basketball season this year. And I hope so. I really appreciate you for having me today. All right, thanks. That's Chris Bankston of the Little Rock Trojans. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to Big Talk on Little Rock with Trey Schaaf. This was a presentation of Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics.